Hello and welcome to Cloud Automation Weekly. My name is Thorsten Höger and I'm here to talk about automating your AWS cloud infrastructure. Today I'm joined by Philip Pirek to talk about Buttonize. Philip, welcome to the show. Hi Thorsten, thanks for the invite. For folks that are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm a founder of Buttonize.io, which we will talk about today. And I'm also AWS serverless hero, and I have six years of, uh, of experience with developing serverless apps uh, with growing teams. Perfect. So yeah, before we dive into the product, let's uh, set some base, uh, what, what the problems are. So tell me more about automating tasks in AWS. I think that's that's a common thing that people do, and you sh I think you have an opinion on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the reason why we started to use uh, Buttonize in my uh, current uh, work, I still work with the company, uh, where we develop big serverless apps. And why we started to use serverless was that we loved step functions because we had a huge business processes and we needed to automate them because we work in fintech and uh, it's really uh, challenging to do there. So you are basically writing uh, regulations to code. Uh, so step functions was one of the first services we really fallen in love with. And it's doing a great job of helping us to automate the different steps and have a great insights into what's going uh, inside the, the, the system. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, so so I think automation is always a thing. Using step functions, using Lambda functions, it, it's a really cool tool. And um, we had this in, in, in previous episodes. The biggest benefit of AWS or of a cloud in general is that you have an API. So whenever you want to do something, there's an API to do it via automation. And obviously, that's my topic. That's why it's called Cloud Automation Weekly. So the automation is king. Um, but there is a big challenge about running these uh, automations. So there's the way you can have a script that you're running on your machine and you have to have credentials and runtimes and all the things on your developer machine or operations machine, or you put it in Lambda functions and you start them using the console with test buttons and whatever crazy things. Um, yeah. And I think that's exactly where, where Buttonize comes in. So, so what is Buttonize? Yeah, Buttonize is a software as a service which you can... Uh, connect to your infrastructure's code, for example, CDK, and it allows you to deploy visual widgets like forms or buttons, et cetera, uh, which are connected to your AWS infrastructure. So if you need to create, let's say, internal tool for your support members to, uh, I don't know, give a discount to a client, uh, you can very easily just write a Lambda function, which does the logic. It has the VPC context, et cetera, everything you need. If your infrastructure, and then you just hook it up to a button and form in in Buttonize, and uh, you get the internal tool in a couple of minutes. Yeah, literally. So, so basically, it's a UI front end to start Lambda functions that are running in your account. Oh yes. Uh, what you can do is you can basically invoke any AWS service. You just uh, sign up, create organization, and create the new widgets. And you can either put there a Lambda function, which then can do basically anything, right? It's a Lambda function. Or you can hook it up to any other um, integration with service. You can put events to event bridge. You can do SQS, SNS, or you can even read the data. You can read, you can do a DynamoDB query, for example, and then display the data as a markdown uh, as a response from the internal tool. Yeah, so, so, so it's an easy approach to running your or you're integrating with your AWS API without creating bash scripts or something yeah, like that. So the 
also means you, you can widen the scope of people that are using it. It's not only developers and ops people running scripts, but also business people using a UI. Yeah, the thing is that we tried to give people access to AWS console directly because we wanted to save time. But uh, it's very hor horrible experience for them because they get a ton of errors that you don't have permissions to this, you don't have permissions to that, etc. And Baronize this way creates a clear way how to like give uh, this kind of access sort of um, to uh, to AWS resources through these widgets uh, to your non-developer colleagues. So yes, you get the very much better experience this way. Yeah, yeah. I was always waiting for form, uh, yeah, some kind of form that that you can use to invoke a lambda function, and and I think that's exactly what it does. So, so what is currently um, implemented um, API wise? You you said you can uh, target everything, but I think there's different levels of help in integrating things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, currently, uh, uh, the most the easiest way the the with the most fine-tuned developer experience way is invoking a Lambda function. Because with Lambda function, you can do basically anything. Uh, you can call any API you want. You can call any AWS service you want. So that's like the fine-tuned experience. Then there's this next thing called uh, custom integration, where you can write your JavaScript resolvers, which is something like an AppSync resolver. Nowadays, this JavaScript resolvers, where you can map the incoming uh, action which is like submitting a form where you get the the input data which are coming in. So like the email of the client or I don't know, the percentage of the discount or whatever the parameters you define. And then you can just pass it as a, as a as AWS API call. So then, as I mentioned in the end, you can really integrate it with any uh, AWS service. Because as you mentioned, any ser every service has its own API and uh, everything is in the SDK. So this way you can really call any any service in the end. Yeah, sounds cool. Talking about Lambda functions, um, I think people might wondering like, is this software as a service? Is it allowed to call all my Lambda functions and or does it need admin access in my account? So how does the permission model work from Botanize? Yeah, this is a very good question. Uh, with Botanize, there are a couple of approaches. Uh, the one shared thing for all these is that Modernize integrates with your AWS accounts through assuming uh, identity access management roles uh, in your account. Uh, there is this first step for like, if you're a beginner, you can create uh, a new role with CloudFormation template from Modernize, uh, which is the standard, uh, uh, standard permissions for invoking any Lambda functions in your AWS account which uh, might not be ideal at all for bigger organizations. Um, so for bigger organizations, uh, Botanize allows you to bring your own role so you can define it in Terraform or CDK or whatever and just uh, pass it, pass the role ARN to Botanize, uh, set the matching external IDs for ensuring the maximum security. And uh, this way you can bring your own role. And the next thing is that when Botanize, Botanize is providing you the CDK constructs, which are already counting with this. And if you are adding an event source to your Lambda function and saying, all right, so this form will invoke this Lambda function, uh, Botanize is able to automatically create a new execution role with permissions only for invoking uh, these Lambda functions, which are mentioned in your uh, CDK stack. So yeah, there are a couple of options and we are trying to be as secure as possible that's 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 how it is. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, especially talking about external IDs and and assuming roles are so so 
assuming of the role is limited to exactly your Badalize account. So only Badalize can assume this role and only when knowing a shared secret for this role, which um, uh, yeah mitigates the, the confused deputy. So it's definitely the safest way and, and, and the way that Amazon uh, recommends creating cross-account um, policies. Yeah, and also Badalize has this uh, feature where you can track in your like a customer's AWS account, uh, what actions has been performed by which Baranice user. So you can go to your CloudTrail and when you when you take a look at any uh, request being done by Baranice, uh, you can see there there is this uh, source identity and inside there, there is this uh, user ID of Baranice user and his email. So you are really able to track even uh, what Baranice users performed, what actions uh, in your AWS account in terms of security. Okay. So the identity context, when assuming the role also includes the original user that was logged into Badanize. It's not only Badanize used this Lambda function, but it was used on behalf of this Badanize user. Yes, correct. And you can read it in CloudTrail. Yeah, that's really perfect. And that's, I think, even better than what I've seen in, in other implementations of, of, of cross-account assumes that you can use the source identity and say, yeah, but it was really done on behalf of somebody else. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, so, so now we, we discussed IAM and obviously Lambda is, is the, the first choice because as you said, you can do everything with it. Um, let's look a, a little bit into the roadmap. So do we have any plans on, on more like these um, yeah, ideal implementations or is the rest just custom integrations or, or what would be the next fine-tuned um, integration that you're planning? Yeah, this is a very good question. Um, the next, I mean, Butternize in general, wants to be like this uh, interface for AWS services, like visual interface for AWS services. We want to do a, um, we want to do a, a, a widgets which are made for being used with the, with the services. So for example, um, there is this thing with step functions where a lot of companies are putting their business processes uh, on top of step functions, as I mentioned. And the thing is that usually these business processes in reality usually interact with humans, uh, which means that the state machine suddenly has to wait for some external action from some human or even third-party system. And for these human interactions, every company has to build it themselves. I mean, it's possible to do technically uh, that the state machine is waiting for some time for uh, some input, but you have no user interface, uh, no APIs for that. So Baranice uh, would like to create um, a tooling and the interface for you to create these uh, human approval workflows. So if you are defining your state machine, for example, in CDK, and you are chaining the steps like one after another, uh, what you can do is you would you would be able to call that the next step is a Baranize approval step, and this will automatically deploy everything around, and then you will be able to customize the UI as you are able right now with the form, and um, this way we'll be able, you will be able to really uh, create a UI where you can see like the backlog of the execution, make it more visually appealing to uh, non-developers, right? And then have their buttons for different actions to be performed uh, on your uh, execution. So yeah, that's like the next thing coming up for Baranice in terms of uh, in terms of features. So so to, to recap it, it, it's the so the waiting for an external. Um, signal for step functions that's normally done by humans can then be done using Badanize. So, so you don't need to 
yeah, please send the token to SNS, put it into Slack and click a link and whatever random magic people are implementing, it would just appear in Buttonize as, yeah, there's a step function um, in the, uh, yeah, execution waiting for you to approve something. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect because um, as you said, it's business processes that are waiting for people, approval processes waiting for different um, levels of, of um, yeah, business people to, to accept something or even CI/CD pipeline. So if you're running um, code pipeline, you can use step functions as an action and wait for a step function to exit, which then could ask for different levels of approval for a pipeline for deployment. Like it, you're talking about a fintech or a financial industries of customers there that need technical and uh, business approval for all the changes they are doing. So that could be then implemented um, using this flow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there are many other uh, features that could be like this. I mean, you can have uh, interfaces for like CloudWatch events, for example, like enabling, disabling uh, the, the different like schedulers and stuff. This, this again can be uh, some task for like non-developers. You can delegate it because developers developers' time is expensive, right? So you want to be able to delegate as many things as possible. Uh, to non-developers, so all these kind of widgets and actions can be uh, can be delegated. Yeah, thinking about especially about the new um, CloudWatch scheduler service that really has these one-off schedules and all the things to to create a, a form or or a UI where I can just create new schedules that have some kind of input data. I'm um, talking about forms. So currently, you have the forms. What what type of fields are, are currently supported? Yeah, currently uh, we support. Uh, just text and toggle uh, with like placeholders and valid uh, regular expression validation. Uh, but soon, uh, that's a good again good question. Uh, in the upcoming features, uh, what we would like to add is to add much more of these uh, form uh, form fields, like supporting ranges, options, checkboxes, and all this stuff around. And uh, one of the one of the ideas is to able to build a dynamic form. So, for example, if you have a select where you have multiple options, you would be able to hook up a Lambda function to it. And this Lambda would return the options for the select, which could be used. Or if you take it to extreme, you would be able to call a Lambda function and it would return a def dynamic definition of the form. So uh, every time you could generate a different form for, for example, different user, etc. So yeah, these ideas are, are there. We are working uh, with that. And currently there is uh, a text and, and a toggle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that sounds cool. Um, any other um, UIs than, than, than forms that you're currently thinking of? Like yeah, I mean, uh, there there are two parts to this. One one thing is the input, which is uh, essentially the form right now. Uh, and the other is output. So in terms of form, uh, form as an input, um, we are not really thinking about like changing this, uh, this approach of having a form uh, with multiple fields, et cetera. Um, uh, but in terms of output, currently there is a possibility to do a JSON output. So your user will see a formatted JSON, which is okay for like uh, developer use cases mostly. But for non-developers, we are supporting also Markdown, where uh, you can do images, you can do links, you can do code blocks, headers. So you have a really wide range of uh, of options you have in terms of, of the output. And uh, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's my uh, that's my answer to this. Yeah, so uh, not planning to do any changes to forms. Uh, we might be thinking more about adding maybe just a 
direct input like you have uh you will not see just a button on an in your workspace to like open a form or submit an action but you might see an input and next to that would be button so you would immediately be able to just fill in some input data and just quickly submit it so yeah there are some ideas but uh yeah we're playing with that okay um you were talking about step functions and this manual approval um would that appear in an inbox or is it more like you could see all your running step functions in which state they are sort of real UI for step functions or is it either like oh yeah let the step function do whatever they want and when they need human interaction they pop up and ask for yeah I mean it really depends we would have to fine-tune this with our uh, with our customers um there are really options uh, sending the email or notifications and stuff like that to like uh, invoke uh the demand for approving something uh, can be uh, really depends. Um, uh, yeah, no, I have no really uh, opinion on this. We are customer-driven company, so we are really working with customers and trying to see uh, like what's the best way to solve the use case for them. And the thing with Baronize is that we want to allow you to um, have a huge degree of customizability because that's even how it with AWS it is, right? So you can put triggers on everything. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we want to do and to allow you to customize everything as you need. Yeah, so that, that, that sounds really cool. Um, I think another important question, um, what's surprising? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, we discussed it recently uh, on our call. Uh, well, uh, currently the pricing is, uh, you have a free tier where, uh, uh, where you can have just a couple of your colleagues and uh, some widgets for free, uh, as with every uh, every tool. Um, the next uh, the next thing is you can uh, pay ten dollars uh, per, uh, per per seat um, because uh, I was thinking about doing an on demand pricing, but in the end I figured out that it might be even even worse for the customers. That uh, right now the value is really in like boosting your employees, uh, so you can just like uh, buy and unlock the boost for your employee and uh, and go ahead with that. And for uh, and when you reach some threshold, twenty or thirty users really depends. Uh, we can have a call as an as a medium business or enterprise, and we can start discussing like the the pricing. And the thing is that uh, I would like to do uh, an active users tracking, uh, which is something you suggested and I really liked it. So from a certain threshold, uh, Buttonize would be tracking like who actually of your users is, is using Buttonize and then it would charge you for uh, for for these users, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really uh, an, an important thing because then you can just onboard all your users and you only pay for the ones using it and you don't need to no, you don't get access because it costs money. If you don't use it, it's a waste of money. So you could onboard all your people and, and bring them to this. And if they don't use it, it's not a problem, but they can start using it. So it's it's a yeah a small step to start using it and, and improving their, their workflows. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, talking about the long-term roadmap, any plans where you want to go? AWS console version two or what's the plans of button nine? Yeah, I mean, Butterna is, uh, is, is right now even technically ready for supporting more cloud providers. So I would really like to expand to uh, all the cloud providers, uh, like GCP, Azure, uh, or even Cloudflare. Now this is popping up. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's that's something I would like to tackle, like uh, be able to create these uh, internal tools for different cloud providers. And, uh, and the thing is that... Uh, Baronize is a, a 
a low-code tool focused on developers because all the other tools are focused on non-developers and they are like going against all the best practices and uh, really developers in the end hate it. So yeah, the long-term vision is really like try to stick with this uh, with this idea of creating a local tool for non-developers uh, for uh, developers. Sorry, and uh, and uh, yeah, push uh, push it forward. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, any other important things that we really need to know? Uh, yeah, the thing is um, that uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention like what options people have when they are creating internal tools. Uh, that's yep. I think to differentiate um so the, the first option you might have is to go for something like retool where it's really powerful and huge and you can integrate whatever you want there uh the thing is that uh really it's made for non-developers and uh for example if you want to create multiple environments uh the thing is that you need to really like copy and paste it and every time you want to do a change you need to update it everywhere so really going against all the best practices and when you hit a certain threshold it really doesn't scale and it's a madness so um retool uh, not really a, a pleasant thing uh next thing are slack bots where you need to create a huge documentation of what commands people can use it's literally like a like a cli kind of but online and uh, it can become a headache quickly. Also, many ICT departments don't really like that the messages are being stuck in the message history. And if you have there like a client data and stuff like that, uh, since it's being really kept in the history, it can be a bit of a problem. Um, and the next thing is that you can create it yourself, right? Which in some cases might be worth it because uh, people have time, but don't have money, like some little startups or one-man shows or whatever. But as the company grows, uh, the tool can get out of hands very quickly. The There is this thing like called technical debt, right? Where uh, more code you write, more you need to care about it later on. You need to do refactorings, updates, patches, and stuff like that, uh, which can be quite costly in the end and be really a headache and pain in the... Uh... <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, and then you can go for a buttonized option where you can deploy it as infrastructure as code. You have the version history of whatever changes happened there. Uh, you can deploy it for all your future deployments. Uh, you have a nice connection with your AWS, very secure. Uh, and uh, it's really a native way how you do it. So if you are serverless, develop serverless developer, uh, it's really uh, a way to go for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, talking about the infrastructure as code, I, I really loved it. I al already told you this. I, I was watching the intro video, like, what is Buttonize? And while I was watching it, I was thinking about, oh, yeah, that's so cool, but I don't want to do it in the UI. How could I do this in CDK? And I was um, creating a mental model for how would the CDK construct look like for this. And then I was watching the video more and like, oh, yeah, now you're talking about CDK. And it was exactly like this. I'm like, oh, yeah, perfect. It's already out of the box there. So that's there cool. is already... And the full integration to do infrastructure as code also for your buttonized uh, things. Because with all your the other tools you, you mentioned, you need to click around and build the things. And they're like, uh, yeah, in multiple environments or changing things, I don't want to click around and, and, and create applications for, for people to use. Yeah, one, one funny thing we came up with, uh, Jan, the burning monk, uh, also the AWS hero, when we discussed it, we figured out that uh, with this, 
you can even create like open source internal tools kind of. Because he was talking about this use case with Paddle, the payment gateway, and the fact that they have uh, they have APIs, but they don't have it integrated really in their UI. So he had to create this internal tool for himself to, I don't know, like give some discounts and stuff like that. And uh, suddenly he realized that, well, I could do it in Buttonize and then just uh, share it on GitHub. Then people just have to change their their uh, Paddle API token and they could deploy this uh, this this tool to their AWS account and customize it however, however they want. So yeah, there are really these other possibilities uh, with Paradise and CDK and these combinations. So yeah, we will see what people will uh, come up with. Yeah, it's, it's basically a, a hosted UI framework that, that you can use to, to interact with, with your cloud providers. Yeah. yeah. So if Jan is working it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what he's building and um, combining Botanize and Lumigo. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, we that would also be an interesting thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, w- one of the things we, we just um, mentioned briefly is about seeing the original users um, in in CloudTrail, which means yeah, we definitely have users in Buttonize. Also by the per seed option, and it's clear that we need users. What about the permission system? So do all users do the same things, or or how does? It- yeah, that's a very good question. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a that's important thing for. Uh, every team where it's more than one people, right? Uh, so yeah, Butternice offers a permission system where you can uh, create these called permission groups where you divide it, uh, multiple users into multiple groups and say, all right, so this user can uh, can interact, can execute the widget with these tags because every widget can have uh, multiple tags. You can assign whatever you want to the tag and you can say in the permission system, all right, so this is a... This is a widget for support, so I give it a tag support, and then in permission system you say, all right, so these are my this is my uh, support permission group, and I will allow them to execute all the widgets which have support tag. And the same thing can be for like managing the tags. So, for example, if you have multiple developers, you can assign them permissions to uh, manage uh, manage the widgets. And uh, then there are like actions, like general actions for the account. So managing billing and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, you can really, um, you get a good way how to control the permissions over your widgets. Yes. So, uh, so I can limit forms to certain groups like, okay, yeah, as you mentioned, support or yeah, um, I'm allowing you to use this form, but only in a development environment and not in a production environment and, and things like that by tagging the forms and then providing access to these tags. Yes, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Even the environments can be split like this through text. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. Yeah. By the way, I'm uh, looking for early team members for Botanize, uh to join us. Uh, currently, the state of Botanize is being developed is that we are kind of uh, developing it ar- uh, around our, our full-time jobs, but we are really trying to make it a startup. So yeah, if you like the idea and you would like to join uh, this booming uh, new serverless trend, definitely let me know on Twitter or LinkedIn or uh, or join our Discord where we can talk it through. So yeah, if you yeah. are interested, let us yeah, know. That sounds really cool. I think it's um, a good opportunity to, to, to do something really cool. Yeah, so this has been great. Um, where can people find more about you online? Uh, definitely go to buttonice.io. Or follow me on Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah, and join our. Don't forget to join our Discord uh, to join the community and uh, talk with, uh, with me or other people uh, about how how to use Baranice and uh, what are the ideas. Yeah, 
Yeah. Talking about Discord, and there's another Discord popping up. Uh, Want to do, do a sentence about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing this trend of uh, of uh, of new startups trying to compete or like uh, um, create new services which are clicking into Butternize. So either you are competing with some existing Butternize services, or you are creating uh, something new which uh, which complements uh, which complements uh, AWS. So I decided to create this community called uh, Avengers AW Avengers, um, which is focused on members of these teams which are trying to like compete with aws and like disrupt aws so people like uh jeremy daly or dax from sst uh, or you torsten are there and yeah we are just uh, chatting around like uh, what what troubles we have uh what uh, what alliances we could create integrations between our tools etc so yeah uh join us and uh and uh, let's prosper together yeah, so for other people, um, yeah, that are building tools that do things that AWS should do but didn't do, um, join this Discord and then let's see how right. um, we, we can do this. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Orson, for the invite. Appreciate it. All right, folks, that's it for today. I'm Torsten Hüger, and I hope you join me again next time for Cloud Automation Weekly.